Good morning, Glad Tidings Church. Woo! You guys awake? Because if you're not, I have the ushers bring in some coffee and pour it over your head. See if you wake up then. Well, like my brother Jason Carter said, if you don't know who you who I am, then uh, good for you. But um, my name is Rafael. I'm one of the pastors here at Glad Tidings. And our lead pastor, Pastor Walt DeVries, uh, is not here with us today. He's not feeling well. He's ill. Um, and so he's sorry he couldn't be here with us today. But we serve a mighty God. And he is a healer. You can say amen like you mean it. He is a healer. So what we're going to do right now is we are going to pray together for our pastor. Is that okay? Yes, it is. So stand, if you may, please, if you can. And it's not going to be, I pray, you watch. It's going to be, I pray, you pray. Can we do that? All right, Father, we thank you, oh God. Thank you because your ear is inclined to us, oh God, to hear from heaven, oh Lord. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you are hearing us now, oh God. And we stand in the gap for Pastor Walt. We stand in the gap, oh Lord, and we ask you to touch his body. We ask you, oh God, for healing. We speak in the name of Jesus and say, be healed. We declare that he will be refreshed. We declare that he will be strengthened in his innermost being. And we declare, oh God, that you right now are touching him. The hem of your garment is touching him right now. Father, may he receive new revelation, O oh God. May he be strengthened and empowered by your Holy Spirit. And all his children say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, guys. Great. So how many of you were here last week when Brother Corey Russell was here? Yeah. Amen. Wasn't it awesome? It was great, man. He came in and just gave us some, some, uh, some nuggets from heaven, and it was amazing. Now, how many of you guys know that as Brother Corey went back to Kansas City to, to his assignment, how many of you guys know that Jesus is still here? Yeah, come on. You got to get excited about that. He left, but Jesus is still here. Man, I'm, I'm going to have to tell you guys something. A little secret here. Those of you that come to our Wednesday night meetings, you know this already because I say it all the time. I am like a tablet, like an iPad. I'm interactive. You got to touch that thing for it to do stuff. So like, all right, preach it. Amen. All of that is good stuff. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? There you go. Like, don't be quiet. Don't stand over here and be all quiet because I'm going to make you get up, grab this mic and say something. Yeah, and then I give you the Bible and say, come on, something out of here. It has to be out of here. So let's be interactive this morning. I'm going to ask you a question. I expect you to answer those questions. Is that okay? Yeah. Oh, I love it. So you guys did not have lunch yet because otherwise you'd be like, mm-hmm. I know that's what you're waiting for. So it was an amazing time. And let me tell you guys, as a leadership team, pastors, directors, our staff, we are so anticipating you can almost say that we are pregnant this year with anticipation and expectation of what God is going to do in you and through you this year. See, because there are some of us that need something in us, that God needs to switch some things around and, and rearrange some furniture in here, right? 
But there's some others, some of you, some of us, that God wants to get something done through you. He's done enough in you already. And he just wants all this to be stirred up and then flow from you. So that's what we're looking forward to in this new year, 2017. All right, let's get into the word. John chapter, chapter 5. John chapter 5. Beginning in verse 1, this is a, a very known passage of scripture to, to a lot of you probably. Um, but do not let the familiarity of this passage, of what the Bible says here, completely throw you off of what God wants to do today through it. The word of God, the Bible says that the word of God is living. Living things grow. They change Look at me, I got more gray than I care to have, you know. That old black hair, and it was so awesome. Now I'm getting gray. But gray is awesome if you're Pastor Mark. It's amazing. Sorry, Pastor Mark, you're just sitting right up front. It just I don't know where that came from. Forgive me, Jesus. That's not in my notes, by the way. He's giving me the, pres- the priestly blessing. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, let's get to the word before I get any more distracted. Chapter 5, John chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which was called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. And And these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting. Can you say waiting? For the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease. Say whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him, say Jesus saw him lying there and knew, say And knew that he already had been in that condition a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps before, steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately, say immediately. The man was made well, took up his bed and walked, and that day was the Sabbath. So let's talk about what happens before this happens. Jesus went to Galilee, his hometown. He's walking around doing what Jesus does. There's a a gentleman, one of the government officials that comes up up to Jesus because his son is dying. And he tells him, Jesus, come to my house. Come to my house. Otherwise, my son is going to die. Jesus sees the desperation in the man's voice and says, go back home. Your son is well. He has been made whole. He has been healed. The man is going back home. His servants are coming back. And then the servant says, hey, you don't need to rush. Your son is well. And he asked the man, when did this happen? He said, about one o'clock. Well, he realized that's when Jesus said, your son is well. Go back home. So he goes back praising God and then Jesus moves on to Jerusalem and then he walks into this scene. 
and it's the pool of Bethesda. Multitudes of people sick, not doing well. And let's see what the Bible says in verse three, three. right here. It says great multitude of sick people, blind, lame and paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Why were this multitude of people there? Because something was happening. Okay. Why did we come this morning here? I hope it was not to clock in and out of our religious duty, but it's because something is happening. See, this group of people were gathering because they knew something was happening. And what were they doing while they came, came and gathered? They were what? Say it louder like you mean it. Say it louder. They were? They were waiting. They came to wait. To wait because there were some things happening. Just like earlier when we were right here worshiping Jesus. And Carissa and the team were leading us. We were waiting. See, as, as I got ready to, um, to speak, and, and I, w- I read this passage, I said, Lord, what do, you, what do you want to say? What do you want to title this? You know, um, I'm crazy enough to believe that God still speaks to his people. Um, because if we tell people you can have a, re- a personal relationship with Jesus, personal relationship doesn't happen unless you're talking to somebody. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> Like I had to ask the girl out and the girl had to say yes. And then we had to walk up the altar and then, and then she said, Hey, do you take him? Yes. Do you take her? Yes. And that's how relationship happens. Anyway, that's for free. That's not even part of my notes. What was I saying? Yeah. So Lord, what do you want to call this message? What do you want to say to your people? He said, I am stirring the waters. And some of you old saints know what that I am means. I am that I am, right? I am stirring the waters. So as God is stirring the waters, we are waiting. And we know some great things are happening and will begin and will continue to happen. So in this text, there are three types of people that are mentioned. And as I dove into it, the Lord uh, impressed upon me that spiritually... There are three types of people in this room right now. There are the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. Let me speak to you concerning that for a moment. Spiritually blind. You've come into this place. You can't see him. You can't see where you're going. You don't even see your need of Jesus. And you have to stumble upon this place for one reason or another. But my prayer is that today you will walk out of here with those blind eyes open. That you may be able to see the one who created you. The one who made you. The one who formed you. The one that has given you breath. There's some also that are lame. Meaning you can't really walk. The way that you're supposed to walk. See, you know Jesus and you and you have walked with Jesus, but something has happened that it has hindered your walk. Something is happening that is hindering your walk. And you are with a limp or, you know, just can't can't follow Jesus like you're supposed to or even worse. You need 
some spiritual device to help you move on. Whether it's crutches, whether it's a spiritual wheelchair, that somebody has to push you around because you're lame. Hey, it could be this service. This service could be your spiritual device, your crutches, your spiritual wheelchair, because you come on Sundays, but then the rest of the week, nothing else happens. And hear me out. I'm not condemning you. I'm not condemning you. I've been there, done that. But see, there's something that God wants to do in our lives. There's a stirring of the waters. And he wants to do something new, something great in your life, in my life. The third kind of person in this place, those that are paralyzed. Those that are paralyzed. You may know Jesus, maybe following Jesus, trying to, but you're so paralyzed that you can't even move. There's no spiritual movement in your life. See, the kingdom of God is about movement. The Bible talks about possessing territories and moving to the enemy's camp. If you're paralyzed, you can't do none of that. You may be paralyzed by fear. You may be paralyzed by unbelief, by unforgiveness. You may be paralyzed by gossip, by jealousy. And what I mean is not like, oh, I have this little doubt, Jesus. So ooh, I must be so bad. No, that's not a single one of us that is perfect in this place. Doubt comes. But you know what a child of God is supposed to say? God, I believe. Help my unbelief. See, when we realize that he's the one that possesses the answer, then he changes your perspective. I'm afraid, God. But I know. I know that if you are for me, who can be against me? See, he's speaking the word of God to that thing. God is stirring the waters. Every time we gather here, he's stirring the waters. Every time that you get along with him, he's stirring the waters. Let me let you in on a little secret. It, it, this, is, this is a mystery that I'm going to give you. Maybe you guys didn't know. For free. You don't even have to pay me. Jesus already knows. I want to say that again. Jesus already knows. Look at verse 6. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew. When Jesus saw him laying there and knew. You realize that Jesus came into that place and that was full of people. There's a multitude gathered there. Just like there's a multitude here today. And Jesus singled out this man. Just like Jesus is singling you out this morning. Just like he has come into a place like this. And that brother that say, yeah, that's because, you know, he's like, man, he's singling me out. I could get excited about that. Because I'm not just another number. When Jesus saw him and knew. Can you repeat after me? Jesus sees me. And he knows me. Say like you mean it. Jesus sees me. And he knows me. Man, I'll tell you what. I don't have time, but you guys got to read Psalm 139. 
So you understand how much God knows you. The Bible says that he knew you and I when we were still in a mama's belly. You know what that means? That means that he knew you before you even knew you. Before your mama even knew you. Before she was like, he knew you. That's how amazing he is. When you were created in a secret place, God already knew you. What you were thinking about, he already knows it. What you're getting ready to say out of your mouth, he already knows it. There's no place that you can hide from him. Nowhere you can run to that he's not there. I mean, I'm telling you guys, when you get a hold of who he is, there's no turning back. This man had been with this situation, with this circumstance, with this, this infirmity for 38 years. 38 years. How many of you in this place, and I want you to raise your hand, are younger than 38? 38 or younger? Let me see your hands. Wow. Yeah, be proud. I can't raise it. I'm, on, I'm, I'm close. Don't think I'm not, but. Come man, be proud of your youth, right? That means that this man had this thing going on since before you were born. Now, you may think, oh, I lived a long life. It was longer than you. That's a long time. And what happens when we deal with something for a long time is it becomes our identity. It becomes who we are. We start thinking, well, God can't change this. There's no way. But God has not forgotten. He's singling you out, out of the multitude, out of a crowd of people. He's talking specifically to you this morning. I've been there. I've been there in a crowd of people. I've been there. I've been there and have looked up and felt with every fiber of my being that he's calling me out by name. There's something really interesting that happens in this story, though. Jesus sees him and he knows that he has been in this condition for a long time. And Jesus asks the man, do you want to be made well? Now, (laughs) when you read that, it's like, Jesus, are you serious? 38 years. That's like, I've been on a Daniel fast for. 40 days, and you ask me if I want a steak, right? We may think it's a no-brainer of the answer, for the answer. So I'm going to ask you guys. I'm going to ask a simple question. Give me a yes or a no. Do you guys think this man wanted to be made well, yes or no? Yes. You guys are brilliant. I mean, brilliant, amazing intellect in this room. So we may think it's a no-brainer, but see, God, Abba, or Father, if you like that translation better, he's the one that spoke and things happened. He created everything seen and unseen with his voice, with his words. So you think Jesus is wasting his words here by asking the men, do you want to be made well? No, not at all. Because Jesus wants this man to come smack dab with, okay, what do you believe? 
He wants us to come smack dab with, what's your identity? But listen to the men's response, and that gives you a better clue as to why Jesus asked the question. Verse 7, he says, after Jesus asked, do you want to be made well? He says, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps in before me. So, Jesus asked this man a question. Do you want to be made well? What's the thing he does instead of answering the question? Say it louder. Exactly. Excuses. So he is in the presence of the one person in the whole universe that could change the situation. He is in the presence of the one person who could immediately, as the Bible said, immediately transform the course of his destiny. And he asks you a question. He's asking you and me a question. And we come up with excuses. Well, but I, I, can't, I can't do that. I, I have an accent. I can't, I can't be a pastor. I don't even like people. I just... Just don't want to be around them. Don't want them to mess with me. You poke me. I punch you. A pastor, seriously? We come up with all kinds of excuses. I'm not good enough. Well, it's been like this for 38 years. It's been like this for 50 years. All kinds of excuses. And he's asking, do you want to be made well? He's asking you that this morning. And I'm asking you, me, Raphael, what's your excuse? Because see, he's greater than your excuse. Say this with me. Yes, Lord. I want to be made well. Yes, Lord. I want to be made well. And some of you are not even saying this because you like, I'm good. I'm good. Last time I checked, there's only one person that ever walked the earth that was perfect. There was only one that did not commit a single sin. There was only one that was perfect from birth all the way to death. And his name is Jesus Christ. So you need it. I need it. So let's say it again like we mean it. Yes, Lord. I want to be made well. That's it. Father, may it be so. In Jesus' name. If the worship team will come up, we're going to continue in a time of worship, in a time of getting before the Lord. This is not about a man. It's not about a man. It's about the man. This is not about your will, my will, your desires, my desires. It's about his desire. And you and me are his desire. You are the reason that he came. You are the reason that he died. You are the reason that he rose again. And you and I are the reason why he's coming back. I absolutely love what happens in the next verse. Jesus asked the question. The man gives his excuse. And in verse 8, Jesus answers. Jesus said to him, rise 
take up your bed and walk. Rise. Take up your bed and walk. Do you know what breathtaking and why I'm so in awe of Jesus? The man says, I can't be made well because I can't get to the water. And Jesus is standing there saying there, you don't need the water. You got living water right in front of you. I am the only water you need. Jesus says, I'm just going to show you. Rise. Pick up your mat and walk. Pick up your bed and walk. You don't need what you think you need. Don't miss this. You think your breakthrough will come one way. And God has a different idea. And his idea is so much better than yours. God will use our excuses to debunk our theology. Let me say that a different way. God will use our excuses to change, to transform, to demystify, to completely throw a monkey wrench, if I could say it, into what you and I think he is or who we think he is and how we think he does things. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Who can understand God? Who can fully comprehend him? You know what this verse says? Rise, take up your bed and walk. That tells me that he does not want us where we're at. He doesn't want you laying there anymore. He wants you to get up. And you know what? You got to pick up that mat, pick up that bed, because that's not you anymore, honey. (laughs) Can I have some of my sisters say, that ain't you anymore, honey. You got to pick that old thing up. Say, you know what? I'm going to pick this thing up and we're going to throw it away because that's not me. That's not my identity. My God is greater. My, my God is bigger. Can you stand if you, if you can, please? I want every head bowed, every eyes, every single eye closed in this place between you and Jesus it's all you and Jesus it's always been you and Jesus do not get distracted by your thoughts right now I arrest that thought in Jesus name I declare clear thinking I declare that Jesus the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit is speaking to hearts and minds right now Jesus Holy Spirit is doing a work in you those feelings that you are feeling yes that's him what you're feeling inside of you that is him don't fight it there is so much more there is so much more do not let your limited thinking of heaven from the fullness of heaven 
So you may be here today and you say, Raphael, I'm blind. I'm blind, but as, as you've been speaking and, and as I don't know what's happening to me, but I, I want to see. I want to see. I don't want to be in darkness anymore. If that's you, I want to see your hand. Lift up your hand. Don't worry about who's next to you. I see your hand, ma'am. When you lift up your hand, look at me. Lift up your hand and look at me. I want to make eye contact with you. Thank you. Thank you. That's boldness. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand. You don't know Jesus. Thank you. I see those hands. But you want to come out of the darkness and into the light. Now I'm going to ask you to do something. See, this, this man that was laying there for 38 years, he had to make a decision. Am I going to do what this man is asking me to do? Am I going to actually rise and pick up this bed that I've been laying for 38 years? Because see, there's a point when you have to obey. And that is what God is saying to you today. So if I to you, meet me right here. Just come on. Come on. Walk out of your pew. Come right here and meet me right there. Right over here. We want to pray. Praise God. rejoicing heaven is rejoicing heaven is rejoicing i don't know how you guys rejoice here in omaha heaven is rejoicing he's staring the water he's staring the waters he's staring the waters He's turning the waters. <laughs> if I may say something, this gentleman right here last week didn't even want me to pray with him. <laughs> but praise God. You don't have to apologize. You don't have to apologize. Last week you weren't ready, but this week you are. Praise God. for you could do this you know what that means because you've taken a you've taken a step and by you walking out of your pew you just step in satan's throat stay down actually can we do this just do stay down stay down can you guys help me stay down let's pray pray this with me real fast Father in heaven, you guys right here, loud, because like Carissa was saying earlier, it's out of your mouth, the rocks will cry out. Father in heaven, 
I've come to you today because I need Jesus. Jesus, I trust you with my life. Forgive me of my sin. Say aloud, forgive me of my sin. I make a decision today to follow you for the rest of my life. Jesus, transform me by your spirit. Send your Holy Spirit to live inside of me. Now, here he goes. Here he goes. And any relationship, this is crucial right here. I want you to say it as loud as you can. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. And I thank you for loving me. Father, I thank you for these that are here today. I thank you, O oh God, for they have moved from darkness into your marvelous light. I thank you, O oh God, that you right now have taken a pen or whatever you use and you've written his, their names in the Lamb's book of life. That means that they have eternal life in Christ Jesus. That means that heaven is their possession. That means that they have access to their creator, to their heavenly father. So as you guys are here, there's some individuals that are going to be coming up, okay, right behind you. And they're going to be coming up. They're going to be giving you some information. They're going to be praying with you. So just, can we stick around for just a moment longer, guys? Thank you so much. I want to speak to the rest of us in here. That may be, may be walking with the limp. You know, not walking in the faith like you should, you know, maybe you need spiritual crutches or spiritual wheelchair to get around. You know what I'm talking about. God has been already speaking to you. Or maybe you're paralyzed. There is something that is not letting you move forward spiritually and you feel paralyzed. If that's you, make your way up here. Make your way up here. Come on. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. God knows who you are. <laughs> See, because the wonderful thing about sharing the word of God is that the word of God messes with you first. It deals with you first. So as you come, let me pray for you and we're going to go into worship again and worship again. Father, I thank you, O oh God, for your word. We thank you, Father, that your word is sharper than any two-edged sword, O oh God, that divides marrow and bone and it just penetrates our being oh god i thank you for your word thank you oh god for your spirit that has been speaking to to people to your people today oh god i pray father for boldness i pray that as you stay in the water oh god may we not stay outside when you're calling us to jump in oh god father help us know what our excuses are father and reveal who you are to us Jesus' name.